This week on the Push Wallet Podcast, we talk about the actual realities of being a PT. And we use some lists for Christmas food and superfoods. Alright, three, two, one, some reality check, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? My reality check is I have to fucking speak to you every week. Every week? That's a reality every check. Every night, every night right now. Just when you think you might be doing all right, you might have just made it a little bit. You know, you, you feel like you're having those good days and you think, oh, maybe I am cracking this thing as an online coach. And I'm like, no, still have to speak to Tom every fucking Tuesday, don't I? So I can't be that good. Oh, you, keep me, you keep me grounded, so it's all good. I can't <laughs> I've, I, you've got to look upon my life and be like, it could be like that. And it could like, be that bad. It could yeah, be that bad, could, exactly. I could be that bad. That's yeah. exactly it. I could be that bad, mate. And uh, luckily I'm not. These, these last two episodes, I have no idea whether you've heard it, but am I, like, we're doing two back-to-back because we're hashtag grinded. Um, yeah. It's Guy Fawkes night. What you it doing? is Guy Fawkes night. You just, just, what were you doing? Pointing. Laws has come in and I was just right. showing that Frankie was here. But um, right, no, okay. speaking of that, though, <laughs> but yeah, like, so we've had, interestingly, we had the puppy trainer here today. So obviously, if you're listening to the show last week, this is going to be really weird because we've just talked you're about You're like, wait puppies. a minute. <laughs> oh, shit. But um, they're saying that obviously when they're puppies, that they're really receptive to things. And we were obviously worried about, obviously, this time of the year with, with dogs and stuff. But he was outside earlier, just like potting around the garden. I was waiting for him to go for a shit. And really loud fireworks going off and all sorts. And he was just absolutely fine. Not a slightest bother. And then we read the, the material that the puppy trainer's given us, and they basically said that between the weeks of 8 and 16, you need to take them, like, near, you know, not obviously, like, near roads, um, near, you know, like... <laughs> you just see Dan yeah. just putting <laughs> Frankie in yeah. near-death situations yeah. Yeah. around the <laughs> like, them out the way they got. But, like, you know, and expose them to, like, fireworks, loud noises, sirens and stuff, because they then become, like, it's just normal. They're like, oh, I've grown up this, it's fine, yeah, yeah. it's normal. But it's just interesting, because I know people obviously do do fear this time of year, and, and Laura texted me while I was out with him, saying, oh, is he okay? And I was like, absolutely fine. Like, we weren't even inside, we were outside, yeah. Quite loud, big bangs, and he was just like, "Cool, absolutely fine." He was chomp biting away in his, at the hedges. It's really interesting because one of our dogs is absolutely shit scared of all. She's shit scared of everything, but so one of the, weir- yeah. the weirdest one is she's scared of um, you know the message ding that's like ding, yeah, and it kind of resonates. Oh, absolutely scares the crap out of her. Like, will yeah. run all the way outside as far away as possible. So yeah, it's really interesting, like listening to the the trainer because obviously we've been we've tried to be very much like, look, we need to get get him outside, doing all these sorts of things. But at the same time, also been a bit like, oh, you know, let's not bother him, let's just leave him there for a bit. He's happy. But actually, she was like, no, like take him. Like tomorrow, I'm going to the coffee shop, meet someone, and I was going to leave him here for like thirty minutes. And I was like, no, actually, now I'm going to take him, make a bit of extra time. It's be busy. There'll be you know, again, big crowds of people on the way there and stuff. But oh, they say that's how they're going to get so many people going. I want to strike. Mate, you, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so many girls coming up to me oh, with the dog. I'll be, like, I'll be like, yeah, yes, ladies, I am single. Don't worry about it. I am single. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we were at Cold Drop Yard, um, and yeah, basically lost everybody that I was with because there was two Chow Chows, and I was just like, see you later. It's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's it. It's amazing though. He is like that. Like Frankie's obviously gorgeous, just like his dad. So don't worry about it. Um, um, are you insinuating that you're a dog? Or a bit of a hound, don't you, mate? mate? Well, if I identify as a dog, I can be a dog if I want. If I say I'm a dog, Uh, I'm a dog. I'm true. I think we covered that last week. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's nice. And like, you want him to be good with people and stuff. So like they're saying that this is the age that you need to get him, get him out and, and I suppose seeing people and stuff. So, so yeah, quite interesting. I thought, so yeah, I just, until he gets to see me, until he gets to see you. Yeah. And then he'll hate people. <laughs> right. right. Other person there will balance it out more than likely. So it's just like best of both worlds. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fine there, mate. He loves me. So it's fine. Oh, that's all right. It's yeah. good. It's all good. <laughs> All right, what were we talking about today? Oh, there was a we didn't have a little light-hearted one because, like, we're assuming after I come back from Boston and talk Mike Boyle stuff that I have lots of heavy topics to talk. That's about. That's if you listen when you're there. I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, listen to the show, or I want to read. No, listen. No, listen. Listen, oh, listen to, to Mike Boyle. Listen, listen to, to Mike Boyle. Oh, what yeah. was what was hilarious actually? Because I think I screenshotted a couple of Mike Boyle stuff on uh, on my phone, and was, with the new iOS, right, it sorts it into categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's happening and uh, guess what the title was of uh, Mike Boyle's things Halloween <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's particularly the date I took it or screenshot yeah, it it. I'm hoping so but it was just very odd to have a I mean he's, he's a nice old man um, he can be a bit grumpy um, yeah. on his, his posts but he's at like 75,000 followers now mate he does look he does look a bit skeletal <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was quite interesting but everybody doesn't know Mike Boyle is um, I'm whilst you listen to this I think we're in Boston or yeah yeah we're definitely there so we just spend a little bit of time with him seeing, seeing what's, what the jam is at Mike Boyle's strength and conditioning systems and we're going to see the Celtics as well mate that'd be fun are you yeah. are you bastard That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I really want to go and see a basketball game in America. All right, well... I saw the... You when can they come did it in next America. time. We can, we can shuffle some budget, it's fine. Yeah, mate, just pretend like oh, you need me there and like you you can pay... You know, third season pay for it. Pretty sure oh. you're my PA. I am your... Well, I am your PA, mate. <laughs> so it should, be, it should be on this trip, really. Um, but yeah, if you can, if you can, you know, get some budget, mate, and get me out there, that'd be great. We can, we can do that. Of, of course. I'm sure you can make it work. Josh's spanned enough like listeners off off our show so you should be able to pull some strings you know definitely Jesus right yeah um, we're going to talk a bit of bit of lists I think because uh, one of my clients was like you haven't done uh, a god tier or list system thing in a while that's not a bit of a controversial one has there really no maybe we've, we've unfollowed the people that share them Maybe oh, I'd say that. Let's go. I'll have a, look, have a quick look on Muscle Food. They must have done one like favorite, <laughs> like favorite firework or something like that. You know, what I mean, like, this screecher or big bang or whatever. <laughs> Fucking. There's fireworks but, going off today. It's great. let's get it wrong. Go There's not too us. many around here, to be fair. No. Um, I live in uh, yeah in Zone Two in London. Not quite Zone One yet. Um, but yeah, it's, there's quite a lot of us. I scared the crap out of me. So I, I live uh, near some water. Not the River Thames. I do live near the River Thames, but there's also another bit of water. And it was just so loud. It was resonating around there. Absolutely shat myself. Um, and they, I haven't my, done, they haven't done one of this for a while. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just going to go on to a little post I sent it to you tonight. That one of the trainers that um, I've helped in my career-ish, a girl called poor, Christina. Poor woman. Poor woman. Also, Victoria Post. Well done. Bench in. Single arm. Boom. Influencer. Oh, yeah. All about that. Um, oh, yeah. All about it. I sent it to you then, Daniel. It was about oh. the uh, realities of uh, being a PT, so reality of PT, um, mm. about having a bit of a reality check. So there's obviously within our industry, um, there are people who 
switch careers, right? And there's there's people who switch careers from being a PT to somebody else wants and wants mm-hmm. the nine to five world, and or there's people who want to join an industry because it looks like fun and they like training. Um, oh my god, that's my pet hate. That I is... hate that. Like, <laughs> sorry if you're listening to this and you that's the reason you got into PT and stuff. I want to make this categorically clear to anyone: if you become a PT because you like training and you love training yourself, please remember that you will have far less time and enjoyment for it when it becomes your job. Yep. Just remember and that. Probably the biggest reason that I, I think myself and Dan are PTs or have been PTs and we well, obviously did sports science, all that kind of stuff, but we genuinely wanted to probably help some people with their health and their life. Yeah. I went, I, went, I went into it because I wanted to do sports science. I wanted to help yep. people perform at their best. And I that changed from doing it with footballers. Better. That worked then from footballers through now to general pop. That's the difference. Like, yep. yeah, I don't do it for an easy life. So <laughs> I think, I don't know if I need to read all of this, but maybe. Cause I think there's a, a few, there's a few things, isn't there? Let's, give, I think maybe, maybe give, read out a couple of the give points. Give her a little bit of airtime. So, uh, train with Christina is her handle. Why don't we, Instagram. why don't we go through, why don't we go through each point and we'll talk about maybe things that Christina can do or things that we do now differently to what we did at the start and whether they're just realities of being a trainer full yeah. stop or if they're things that get better as you get better as a trainer. Yeah. So, let's, let's, should we read it in, in harmony then? No, oh, that okay. would sound horrific. <laughs> So, yeah, it opens with... You can go line by line, though, can't we? Not line by line. Paragraph by paragraph? Yeah. Go on, then. I'd start with, I'd start with PT's a tough gig. All Don't right. Just so you, you, you sound like you want to start that, though, mate. You can, you can take the lead. I can if you want, yeah. You, uh, you, can, uh, you can be the man. So I'll read it word for word, then, from, from that point. So PT is a tough gig. It looks like we're just having a great time playing around in gyms all day, and sometimes that's true, but in reality, to make a living at it, it's not always fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough gig, 100%. And we are not playing around gyms all day. We're no. just—it's shocking that I think we can play it now. We understand. Um, kind of, I haven't got enough time to train all the time. And the last time, well, the last thing I really want to do after I finish my day in a gym is stay and train in a gym most yeah. of the time. And if I'm—I'll be like half an hour, forty-five minutes. I like training. I always get reminded of things I need to do. Like I'll be doing a bench or something. I'll be like, oh yeah, that client asked me to get the video of that. And like, I'm always like, God, like, oh my God, you can't have a big week. <laughs> you know, you see a dumbbell or something and you're like, oh yeah, I need to do that video about why that's different to kettlebell or whatever. And it's just, yeah. Yep. Um, you will get up at stupid o'clock. 6am will be a lion for you. Your alarm will be more often be set at 4 to 5am. Yep. Not for me right now, but it was. I remember... I remember my my alarm was five forty five every day. Because I used to, yeah. I used to do the morning. I never used to want to do evenings, so I used to do every morning, and then the evenings were the day, were the times I used to select two evenings a week. I did. Yeah, my alarm is uh, five thirty every yeah. day. <laughs> five thirty a.m. I am up and buzzing and eating a plum. You basically, I mean, I, we used to do it where we used to have showers at the gym and stuff. So you yeah, basically I shower at the gym. Yeah, pack your bag the night before you wake up. And as soon as you wake up, you grab something to eat or drink, grab a coffee, you walk out the door and you get on the tube. Yep. That is it. Like that is it. And then when you're there, you then might have some breakfast. Um, if you haven't eaten it on the way, you then shower, you see a couple of clients. Then after that, you're going to get your breakfast somewhere out. You have your breakfast at like half eight, nine, like normal people do, but you've been up for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've had like pre-breakfast. And everyone's and like, oh, you probably, you probably get... eat something. You wouldn't. T- you tell your clients not to eat like a like a croissant or a pastry. Oh, that goes to this, right? So <laughs> you're in the next one, mate. Come on. Oh, uh, where are we at? Here we go. A normal person. 
A normal person who started work at 6 a.m. would expect to finish at 2, maybe 3, but you'll finish at 7, 8, or 9. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I used to do, I used to do, what did I used to do? On a, I used to, my schedule used to look like this. 7, 11, mate. So I used to do Monday mornings, I used to do from 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. I used to close the gym on a Monday night. And my goal when I first started was, I'd say I wanted to do 25 sessions in a week. Uh, the way my schedule worked, I was like, right, I've just had the weekend, so I should be fine to get up. Half five on a Monday. Half five on a Monday, I get home at midnight. So I would try and do, I remember the best weeks I had at the gym where I used to do 10 sessions on that Monday. I used to have like three in the morning, three around um, lunchtime, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, and then three towards the evening. So obviously I was closing the gym so I could do them in the evening. Um, but if you need to do 20, 25 sessions a week to hit your target and you've done 10 on your first day of the week, you're laughing. But, um, but that was common. And then the next day, on the Tuesday, I then used to do, um, I used to start at maybe like 10 or 11, because obviously I've been late. Um, and then I'd go through to like 7 or 8 p.m. that day. That was my only other evening I did. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I used to do 7 a.m. till 2 or 3 p.m. Yeah. And then the occasional Saturday morning. So what happened when I started? So we had a shift-based system. Both me and Dan started at, at that gym within two, three weeks of each other. And yeah. uh, so my my shifts, so the the pretty ugly one I had was a Sunday. Yes, so I, Sunday six hours. So I actually I work six days a week most of the time, um, and yeah, it was six hours a six hour shift on a Sunday, and then I was just like, screw it, I'm going to come in Sunday morning, and that's going to be a normal working day for me. And mm-hmm. I used to see, yeah, like you said, you hit 10 clients on a Sunday. So bearing in mind, I probably don't need to do much throughout the week. So on a Sunday, I'd hit about between six to eight clients and a mm-hmm. class. And I'm like, great, cool. I've done that on a Sunday. So therefore, I can back off by Friday. And I used to have half days on Wednesdays because mm-hmm. I was the same kind of thing. But then, yeah, I'd do Sunday night. So early's most days. No, every single day. Early, every single day. And then it was yeah. um, until... I decided, I was like, screw it, I don't want to work Monday mornings. I did that for about a year and a half, and then demand kind of dictated it, and then I switched my evenings to Monday mornings. Um, but the, I used to do that on Saturday as well. I remember yeah, I used to see it as a reason to get up and go to London, and, and then you'd meet your mates at lunchtime or see yeah. someone later on. Like, and if you did a client at like 8 and 9, train yourself, you're done by 11, and most people on Saturday morning are up at 11 anyway and doing stuff, so it was like, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm a, I was always up at... If you didn't set an alarm, it was about seven anyway because you're fucking so used to getting up early. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of normal, really. So I had uh, Sunday night, I had Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night were the ones that I started when I first started. Those ones, that, and I I didn't end at eight. Generally speaking, every now and again, I might. Yeah, eight, I do you feel like it gets easier to? You have to get full first. Like you have to yeah. get, you have to hit your target numbers first before you can start moving things around, people around, and then you start going right. I don't want to do that 9 p.m. anymore, so I'm going to move that person to 7 or whatever, and you, you open up those slots. And as people start, maybe stop training with you, or they move away, or they got work, you start shifting people around into your own schedule a little bit, I yeah. suppose. Um, so I speak about well, my schedule now, and then I will be, I'm 7 a.m. every single day, but I will be blocked out from pretty much 7 till 12, 7 till 1. So it's mm-hmm. 5 to 6 clients every single morning. So read the next, um, read the next one, because it kind of links in. So you work 14-hour days, but be paid half of those hours because that's just what you need to do uh, to have a full book of clients. We work when you don't. Yeah. So that, and again, that's something that, um, that you have to do initially off the bat, like I said about that Monday. And I always chose that Monday regardless. I always used to do that, but we were, as you become a better trainer, as you become more well-known, as you have more loyal clients, you can start moving them 
around and you if they say oh can i come at seven or eight you'd be like oh, i can't do that anymore um you know you you kind of go oh, what about three or four move them to a preferable time for you and some most people in london anyway can get away with doing a, an hour a, a, a time during the day like a lot of employers now are pretty flexible with that sort of thing and and clients would rather train them those times as well because gym's less busy and, and all that sort of stuff so you then have to start trying to make sure that you don't have massive gaps in your day like we used to have gaps of maybe an hour I would never. I would very rarely try and have longer than than two hours. And if I did have two, I'd train in that too. Yeah. Um, but as you, your goal, once you get full, is to then go right. How can I minimise these blocks in between clients that I can shift them around into so that I'm not working like a whole day. So that's why we used to do seven. I used to be basically in from seven till three. I might have had a couple of hour gaps in the middle of that um, for lunch, or I'd, I'd move them around. They weren't always consistent. They should be the same hour. It might be that some days I'd do seven till 11 back to back. It might've been some days you did seven till nine, then a, you know, half 10 to half 12 or whatever. But you have to be quite strict at, at that point with the, the hours you're going to work and you can't change every single day. You have to do it day, you know, like one month you go, right, I'm going to move my Friday. I'm not going to do the evening. I'm going to stop at three. And then you go, right, do that for a month and then change another day. And you can't piss people off too much. But um, once you become good and once you become confident in your ability at managing your time, you get better at it. Yeah. Because people enjoy training with you. They don't want to not train with you. They'd rather train with you. So they'll, they'll kind of look for, they're, oh, I can move that around. I can do that. And it's fine. Yeah, but they can be a friend. They realize that, oh, actually, um, I could probably do that for you. Missed it. Exactly. Um, yeah. We've got clients will cancel last minute and expect you to move the session. And if you're a kind, accommodating person who will, you've just wasted another hour and paid. Yeah, that comes that comes in with time. I like, got you asked get... this today by one of the a trainer that's just started last month as mm. well. There's like the cancellation policies. Because um, I have my own the gym has the rule. So our gym had a rule of 24 hours, right? 24 hours notice, and you're obliged. You can charge them. Um, well, it's because obviously you're running a business, right? Uh-huh. I have my own rule. Um, and I say, if I can't fill the slot, um, I, I'll probably charge you. If you cancel on the day before, I won't charge you because I'm nearly 95% sure I'll be able to, if I will fill the slot, or I'll be like, ah, great, I get a break then. Um, I can do mm. something else. Um, because I'm not that worried about it. Um, and then if they cancel on the day, and then they know they will be charged. Um, or I'm that accommodating that I've trained my clients for maybe three to five years, and I've got a good rapport with them, or they're just friends, and I'll be like, all right, here's my diary. Um, these are the times that I will be willing to move you to. Mm-hmm. If you can't, then I will charge you. Because so, it, yeah. it's got to be on my terms and not yours. So... And they're all, everybody's fine with that and they know, kind of know where they stand. Um, because, and it's also tit for tat. One of the biggest things for trainers, if you cancel on your client late, you owe them a session. Like, yeah. you owe them that hour because uh-huh. that's bullshit. I see some of that happening and I'm like, what? How? No, it's not, it's, it's a two way street. Yeah. It's like right, you right, owe them right. a free session. Like, uh-huh. or you, or the, you what I say to them, I go, I owe you a free cancellation. I was like, you get to like, you can hold on to it for as long as you like, and you can cancel for free on me. Absolutely fine. If you don't want to give them a free session. Yeah. I think there's, there's, there's that element to it where if you're being accommodating, that's where you can then sit down. So I, I, for example, if I had someone who say they booked in at 7 PM every Tuesday, or whatever, and it's like three weeks out of seven or eight, 
they cancelled or they were running late or they missed them, I would then, that would be my opportunity to go, well, I've got all these other slots available during the day. What about a three? What about a two? What about yeah. a ten? Can you make that regularly or can you do it on a different day? And if they're always feeling like they're rushed to get out for seven, like try and make it a, 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 like open up like conversations, but like, oh, actually you can move to this time or that time. Um, and that can be something that, that really is beneficial for you. And I, I agree with Tom. I used to do, I used to be a bit flexible with it. If there were some clients that used to really piss me off because they were always late, yeah. if they were notorious, I'd be like, no, charge 24. If there was someone I saw three times a week and they were very rarely late and they sent me a text like, really sorry, I've got to cancel today. And it was like, 20 minutes before I'm like I'm charging you but if it was the night before they're like I've got a rush away I'm just being booked on a plane and like you say you look at your schedule you've got nine sessions and you're like actually I can do the break there anyway you kind of just go okay don't worry about it yeah be a human like, about it and again depending on what the emergency is or whatever as well if the people some amount of times we used to have a client be like, oh I'm just running late I'd be like right well that's not <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's if friend. you've got to go and visit your kid in hospital I'll let you off because um, you're not doing it on purpose whereas some people do they were doing it on purpose they were just being dicks basically so it's that trade-off as well you have to think about yeah um so next one um you will clients. have clients who don't suit you try as i might not take on any body transformation people and just stick with clients who want to lift when i need the hours i need the hours yeah that's that's common like when you're starting out in anything um for years you might even have that but at the same time i would there's the other element to it where their goal may not suit your goals, but if your personality type suit as well, like that person might just want to train with you because they like you. Um, and there's that element to it as well. But ultimately that's where you can speak to PTs, other PTs, if they, because they might have a client that you'd rather have that they don't want. And it might be best off that you, you change it. I remember we had a, we had a client who used to have three, he used to be trained by three of us because he liked different training styles. And we were like, yeah. okay, cool. I mean, in fact, he never stuck to one of them. Neither <laughs> but, um, that's fine. Again, there's some people that like that kind of thing. So it could be that you speak to another trainer, but actually this guy wants to do more boxing. I don't like that. Your guy there, you want to, you want to do more boxing, but that guy there wants to do Olympic lifts. Do you want to swap? And you can just sit down with the client and go, look, I think this coach would be better suited for this goal. And you swap and that can work sometimes as well. Like that's not unheard of to do that. Absolutely not. If you've got any gym that will quite happily trade off people, like people cover my clients when I'm away. Absolutely fine. As long as I'll pick them. But yeah, and I also share clients. I share probably two or three with people. And I can't, maybe I can only see them twice, two, three times a week, and then they get to see another trainer. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Who's learning their trade or whatever. So be just trusted stuff. Um, I think the next two will skip, skip, chasing hours, finding. Um, I think it's not just physically tiring, it's mentally and emotionally draining. We can preach to clients about getting enough sleep, eating well, and trying to de stress. But in reality, our job can regularly get in the way of all of those things. Oh yeah, I'm like a walking example of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, so. it's hard. It's harder to. I, I, I think people say it's easier, but it's not. As a PT, I think it's harder to motivate yourself to train. And again, you've got the stress and panic of people cancelling, wanting to move. They might want to move into when you're training. You've got to go. Well, I'd rather have money and get paid for my job than train myself, and that becomes an issue. And you sacrifice your own stuff that you enjoy doing. You might sacrifice, you know, social life potentially and things like that. So. That happens a lot. That really does happen a lot, and you have to be. Because I remember the other thing as well is people say to, used to say to me, or I mean, even now, like with what I do, I might have like the odd half day during the week free here and there, and it's like, oh great, and I'd be like, yeah, but I can't speak to anyone or do anything because all my friends are working. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's all well and good, but I can't like be popping to London. And, oh Tom, what should we do? Nothing. I'm training my clients. Go away. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's it, so it's not also that thing of 
people think, oh, you might have this free time, but ultimately no one else is off at that time either. So you can't really like make the most of it, as it were. Yeah. But yeah. It's just going to be annoying. I think that ends the post, really, mate. Yeah. I think so. So think about I think it. It's just, I think it's important people can know that going in and they, yeah. you know, they know it's not all hunky-dory. And like you said, the only way, you know, when you get better, when you become more um, streamlined in what you do, but you also become more, I suppose, more confident in your ability to, I don't want to say stand up to clients, that sounds bad, but be more <laughs> forthright in your schedule. Like, well, no, I can't do that time anymore. Like, I've got something on now. I can't do that time. If you've done a good enough job with them and they're you're a good trainer and they like being with you, they'll probably find another time that they can do. I bet you that one hour is not the only one that they can do in their schedule. That's just preferable for them right now. Um, I had plenty of clients that started off that way and then eventually moved to like Thursday, 3 p.m. I was like, fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, what, why have you never done this before? Like my, son, then, my two of my Sunday clients, they were like, oh yeah, like when I decided, when I got moved off that shift, I was like, FYI, I'm not doing Sundays anymore. They were like, all right, cool. Yeah, we were waiting just for you to, to just to move. I was like, why, do you fucking, why didn't you tell me that you could move? I was yeah. like, of course I want you in the middle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I could have done Thursday morning anytime. Like, Crazy. All right, well, why the hell am I seeing you? Why are we killing each other on a Sunday at 7 p.m.? All right, what's going on? Awful. Crazy. Right, let's, let's, let's do some lists, mate. Last 10 minutes. You of love this a list. Show. Love a list. We've got a couple. We can use some. We can get a vote of what you want to do, mate. So with them, definitely, let's do the holiday food tiers and drinks. Um, so there's a few here. Mm-hmm. So, but also, I said Dan. It's holiday food, not just Christmas food, because you got Thanksgiving, Christmas. Don't know any Thanksgiving food. Hanukkah. You don't know any Thanksgiving food. Don't know. Yes, you don't do. know any Hanukkah foods. All right, name me a Hanukkah food right now. Hanukkah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, well, you just said Hanukkah, sir. No, you said Thanksgiving. You said I don't know any Thanksgiving food. Well, it's the same, the same as, Christmas. as Christmas, turkey, exactly. Uh, pumpkin pie. That's about it. Um, <laughs> None of those two get on the list. So there you go. All right, brilliant. Whatever holiday is there, there's got to be another Halloween. one. Halloween? That's just Halloween food, whatever, mate. Grow up. Well, sweet, isn't it? Yeah, well, you're the one that said holiday season, mate. It's Christmas, mate. All right? Gee, we're just being, it's, it's just, we're so PC. Yeah, number one, pigs in blanket. Got to be. Oh, no. Um, Why are they never around any other time of year? Like, they're great things. Well, that's stuffing as well, mate. Why is stuffing never really around? Why is it just, why is it, mmm. Do you know what? If there so was if, pigs in blankets we, we and rank, stuffing sandwiches, I'd eat them. That's probably better than these. Let's, let's rank the Christmas dinner. Because um, yeah. that's not happen. That's basically all we're doing here. Hold <laughs> <laughs> so we got, what have we got? No, I don't know, cereals. What are you talking about? I actually think that the meat in a Christmas dinner isn't even in the top three. I think you've got pigs in blankets, stuffing, then roast potatoes. Pigs in blankets, stuffing... Then because the roast potatoes at Christmas dinner are always cooked in always goose fat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Aren't they? People always cook in goose fat and they taste better. How many ge- uh, do you reckon, what do they have to do? Do you reckon they just give geese liposuction to get that? Is that what they do? What? To get the goose fat. Get the goose fat. Kill a goose. What, what happens to the goose? Eat it. I know, but, but like the fat stays on the goose though. Like, I guess so, yeah. Just, I don't know. I never really thought about it, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah, goose, that's what liposuction. Goose, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, 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 they have to liposuck, they get it all off, they liposuck the goose, and then they, then they, okay. And they eat the goose. Oh, it must be. Think about it. Think on about that. Because I'm guessing, yeah, because a goose would be normally cooked in goose fat. Well, yeah. Mm. I don't know. But, like, you're not going to cook the goose and then drain all the fat off. What's lard then... made out of? What's lard made out of? Because that's just fat. Pork. Pork. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't the same premise? Yeah. Like, yeah, they do liposuction, liposuction on, on pig. Yeah. Same with beef dripping. They do it on a cow. 
This is weird, isn't it? It's a weird conversation. I've never really thought about it. <laughs> well, think about it now. All there right, you go. I'm, well, I'm thinking about I'm it. I'm blown. So, a bit weird. There you go. Same thing with olive oil. That's the same with the olives. They just olive wipe up with <laughs> They don't mash them. They don't mash them. Because with olives, you mash them, right? And that's how you get the oil out. I get that. And grapes, that's how you, you get wine. You don't do that with the pig. But you don't, mu- you don't mash, mash a juice and get the fat off, do you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, I hope not. Lipos- I'm always with it to get some letters. Liposuction, I'm telling you. That's how they do it. Bit weird, isn't it? Christmas food here. So th- there's, there's one here. It's awful. Which does um, sound really odd, isn't it? Thinking about it. These pe- so you roast your potatoes in liposucked goose fat. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it? Not, it doesn't sound great, but it tastes fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it tastes so, it's, it's moot point, mate. Um, so this person has put uh, in the gross tier, uh, pigs and blankets. What's going on? Oh, they're doing it just for engagement. Yeah, engagement. Absolutely fun. So you've got like gingerbread men, gingerbread stuff. They're good? No. Gingerbread men are great. They're, they're not kind of middle great. tier. Middle, middle Eggnog? No, awful. That's a weird fucking American thing. Get out. That's just, no. What's going on there? Eggnog. Hot chocolate? Hot chocolate, yes. It's all about that. That's good. It's a bit of baby then. A bit of Bailey's. Mm. Nice bit of Irish cream. 100%. What's um, the gingerbread lattes? Because I've, I've had my pumpkin spice. I haven't had either of them yet. Have you not? No. Pumpkin spice, it always annoys me and I always get a big one. Um, really, but it's kind of the season now. I did actually. Uh, um, I had a hot chocolate when I was training one of my clients at like five pm on the gym floor. Just why not? Because you can. Because I can. And nobody's gonna tell me off. Absolutely fine. Um, and then it is the season for kind of like having a mocha. I do like mockers. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Just yeah. The candy canes. Christmas no. candy cane is terrible. What is no. that? Don't hang that on a tree. If you hate your children, that's what you hang on a tree. Yeah, not a fan. Jesus, if you give that to Isabel, she's like, "Where's the chocolate, Daddy?" Yeah, I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Don't worry about it. I'm not a shit parent. Yeah. Yeah, honest, <laughs> honest, honest. Um, then you kind of got oh, panettone. That's Christmassy. Not That's a fan. Great. It's not god tier or anything like that, is it? It's just all right. Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Um. How about, what other stuff do you get? Christmas pudding? Not great. No, Christmas pudding shit. Christmas pudding's poor, innit? You go yeah. Yule Log? Yule Log or something like that? Yeah, it's not bad, Yule Log. But I, I, well, Christmas dinner, we, n- I never, we never bother with desserts, really, because you just go straight for the chocolate, yeah, don't you? You, just go you go straight, straight for your selection box. Yeah. You just smash the selection box. Very true. The whole one, the whole thing. All six. Straight on them. All, all six. All six. Oh, I tell you what, here's a question. Here's a question that will, that is a bit of a list question, but it's more of a poll, really, which I might put on Instagram after, or a bit close to Christmas, maybe. What time on Christmas Day do you have your din- your Christmas dinner? Is it is it at lunchtime, like as in mid midday, sort of between maybe sort of like 12 and 2, 3, or is it in the evening between sort of like 4 and 7? So I have this discussion almost on a yearly basis with people because our family is apparently weird. And obviously when I was... You should have it in the evening. That's we, weird. We, we have it kind of middle middle of uh, the afternoon, like four or five. People. Weird. Right. Weird. But so what actually happens on a Christmas day, and Dan's just call me out, you can, you can see this. Um, and obviously when we were children, we did presents like as soon as we woke up. But now since probably we're about, I don't know, 14, 15. So we wake up. We don't dress up ever for Christmas. 
it is a day of just being in your slacks and just yeah. wearing whatever the fuck you like. We yeah. will just casually have breakfast, not a family breakfast, do what you like, absolutely fine. Um, and then we take all the dogs for a walk. Oh, okay, I like that, yeah. Um, as, a little, as a little family, it's nice. Yeah, um, that's a big thing on Christmas, I like that. Doing that, family, family time. Then you come back, chill out, do some chocolate. Presents and stuff hasn't even been looked at yet, mate. They're still under the tree. This is we're we're already probably at two three p.m. on Christmas God, Day. You're boring, aren't and you? And then um, and then we do right. then we do dinner at like probably about four, and then that lasts obviously a couple of hours. Blah blah blah. And then we get progressively drunker throughout the day. Mm. Um, and we also we, what do we do? Like start uh, some fish pate, birds. We usually like pheasanty people, so we do a lot of game. So like mm-hmm. bird in bird in bird in bird, that kind of stuff, and then, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah, then 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 you go into the living room and then start presents at like maybe seven, eight, nine p.m. You see, I like that way of doing it. Like, I like the presents in the evening. I think that's a good idea because I think it it it, sh- it encourages it to not just be about the yeah. presents and it, you've got it's to look forward to still and that sort of stuff that you, um, that you don't see all the time. I do like that, but I think for, I think it is weird having it that late. I don't think you need to, but I suppose you. I think walking the dog, having a breakfast, walking the dogs, good, happy with that. Then the gap in the middle, I'm not happy about that. I think that needs to be, <laughs> needs to be filled with something. A little bit. And then maybe have the dinner, and then maybe have more like you know the the sleep post dinner because like, oh god, and then the presents in the evening because there's more you're a bit more drunk you're a bit more drunk, and I suppose you know you you'd be a bit more funnier and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, no, we we tend to have our we have a very regimented breakfast. It's like usually smoked salmon, scrambled eggs, whatever. Uh, in the morning and you have to get dressed for that you can't be in your pyjamas you're yeah. you're showered you're dressed you don't have to be like in your smart or anything you just have to be dressed um, then straight after the after breakfast it would be right into presents presents are done mum's in and out checking on all the food then it's Christmas lunch so it's like one two o'clock you have it and then everyone just veges out watching films and getting drunk and eating celebrations and stuff um but now with obviously Frankie, it might mean that we do have to go out for a little morning walk. We do yeah, have to. I'm saying this is a good thing. Get a coffee. Yeah, grab definitely. Go. Definitely. Well, because dogs don't know it's Christmas, do they? So no. you have to go out for a walk. Go for a walk, can he? But I think it's different with kids as well. Like, I think Isabel's a bit, she knows now, and it's like you, she wouldn't be able to wait until the evening. She wouldn't be able to wait. No. It wouldn't be worth our, like, wouldn't be worth the day. I would just be like, oh, whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang on that long. I'd give in far before that. And she knows that as well. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting what people's holiday days are, but yeah, holiday foods. Let's let's rank one more list for me from my fitness pal because we, we're meant to be a health fitness podcast. We can't just talk Christmas dinners. So ranking twenty five of the most popular superfoods. <sighs> Do you want to go from worst to first, or first to look, worst? Worst to first. <laughs> worst to first. Some of these are mental. Right, you can even what they are. So twenty five spirulina. Surprises that low. It's crap. Um, 24. Skew. 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 <laughs> the Icelandic yogurt, mate. Skew. Oh, the yogurt. Skier. That's not, what it's, that's not how it's pronounced, but all right. Skier, yeah. It's, no, it's definitely pronounced skew. Skier. Okay. Skew. Yeah. Definitely okay. pronounced skew. <laughs> okay, decent. Seaweed. Seaweed? Why is Seaweed. that Why is that above like, skier? Like, crazy. What? 22. Salmon. How's that superfood? Is that superfood? Salmon. I don't know. It's got a meaning three in it. Bit of, bit of grab lags all over that. Um, number 21. Satcha Inchi. That's I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's also known as Inca Peanut. I don't even know what that is. Brilliant. 
don't know what that is. And then number 20, nuts and nut butters. What? What? You just said there was well, nuts. Let's just glue them together. <laughs> nuts and nut butters. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Um, 19, interesting. Medicinal mushrooms. Brilliant. I mean, who doesn't like a bit of reishi and cordyceps and chaga? Oh, fucking hell. Um, what am eight, I this pal doing? <laughs> number 18, matcha, of course. Right, okay, I'm sorry, hang on. Right, you're putting in nuts and nut butters as one lumped thing, but yet spirulina, seaweed, and what's that? Matcha are different things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just green tea leaves, isn't it? Um, and then number seven, every, I think this person got lazy, and they were like, just do the M's. Maca. <laughs> Maca 17, match 18, of course. Maca is a root. Mm. Lovely. Uh, 16, kombucha. Yeah, I've heard of that tea in it. It's big in America. Yeah, it's, kombucha like, it's like effervescent. It's horrible. Um, Fifteen. I actually go through this because I uh, jackfruit. Have you ever have you had jackfruit? No. It's, it's the one that the it's one that vegans use to replicate pulled pork, isn't it? Oh my god! It blew my mind. I was at a birthday party two weeks ago, and I thought it was pulled pork or pulled chicken, and I went for it, and it was jackfruit. I was I was convinced I was drunk, but I was convinced. That... <laughs> there we go. There we go. The key, the key bit of context for everyone there. <laughs> I was drunk, but uh, but I was convinced it was, and I was like, "What is going on? That looks so what, real." What about when you bit into it, though, did it look real? What about when you bit it into it? It looked real. It didn't taste like meat. No. I was about to say, "Fuck that." Okay, cool. Yeah, right. you, you no, hundred um, yeah. percent. Number fourteen, hemp seeds. Oh, yeah. just the seeds, though. Just me. Number thirteen, goji berries. Oh, they're useless. Oh, they're awful. Um, number 12, Freaky. I don't know what that is. Freaky. Freaky. Yeah. Apparently, a bit like quinoa. All right. Um, number 11, flax seeds. Hmm. No. Oh, and number 10, yeah. fermented foods. Just put them all together, though. Just all? Just all, all, all of it. Whatever's fermented, yeah. stick it in. Absolutely fine. Of course, they help maintain gut health. I'm surprised they're not put like like kimchi is something separate and all that do you know yeah, like yeah, yeah that's, that's a bit um, number nine dragon fruit I mean it sounds amazing just because it sounds good <laughs> it's basically a kiwi isn't it <sighs> um, number eight dark leafy greens ridiculous what that's is... seaweed that seaweed comes under that what that's just so I think we think like coloured greens kale Spinach, all that kind of thing, right? I'm just really struggling with the mass the group, the mass groupings. The mass groupings they might, they might, they might, well. it'll, it'll, it'll be number seven. Meat, meat, like meat. Yeah, meat. <laughs> like, what? Number one will be calories. Any calories? <laughs> number seven, coconut. Not a nut, is it? That's not a nut, is it? Yeah, no. uh, they've, they've they've done us there, mate. Right? Uh, number six, chia seeds. Why? Why do nut and nut butters go together? But chia seeds, flax seeds are all different. Yeah, boost fibre, don't they? Thickening smoothies, making a vegan pudding. Um, oh, fuck it off. Number five. Number five. Cauliflower. Oh, right. Cauliflower is so unversatile, and they started making it into burgers and pizza crusts and awful. You see, Mark Spencer did cauliflower steaks the other day. What the fuck? I mean, like, the, it's just no, a slice of cauliflower just, that you put to grill. <laughs> oh my god, who's grilling cauliflower? How do you want that? Medium rare or? Oh. <laughs> Do you, want it, do you want it bleeding or yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's that yeah. in the bin yeah correct alright um, yeah. number four cacao just say chocolate just say, uh, give me some chocolate mate yeah. cacao elevated mood and cognitive function you would cacao for top three mate 
Our friends, the bees, bee pollen. Bee pollen, isn't that honey? Yeah, no, but yeah. But... <laughs> All right, I'm going to go, I'd rather put honey in it. Um, number two, of course. You can probably guess at least one of these. Avocado. There we go. <laughs> You're like, it hasn't turned up yet. Avocados. Yeah. Of course, that's number two. But number one, mate. Probably some sort of seed that's not been grouped into the other shit. Um, I believe this is pronounced Asahi. The beer? <laughs> no. There's a beer, isn't there, called Asahi? So, there is There is a Japanese beer called Asahi, isn't it? Or are you going to call it Akai? Akai. I didn't yeah. know. A-C-A-I. Yeah, I don't care enough Very. to pronounce actually, it correctly. I'm pretty sure it's Asahi, babe. Acai bowl, acai, 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 acai. Yeah, it's definitely called acai. They're called pretend. The reason why, pretend only spot. reason why I know this is because Josh loves them. And that's that's he, a shock. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. It's just a smoothie bowl. With It's a decent smoothie bowl, but it's like having dessert. Um, yeah. It's pretty weird. Big thing in London, apparently. But yeah, those are your top 25. Give me pigs in blankets any day. They're a superfood, mate. They're a superfood. Pretty much. Right. I think on that note, uh, we can end this show because we've gone on for far too long. Um, we're yeah. at 40 minutes now. I've been speaking to Dan for over two hours. That's too long. Too crazy. long. See you later. Mean... I'm done now. <laughs> no one even bought me a drink. Have, have fun crazy. in Boston. I will have fun in Boston. Thanks, guys, for listening. And I guess we'll catch you after we come back. Next week, we'll do the review. <laughs> See you later, guys.